Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Welcome, guys, to a special edition just for you for Thanksgiving of Farty Friday in honor (laughs) of Adriana. Adriana? Yeah. Adriana? Adriana. Adriana. Yeah. Welcome. Now I'm questioning myself. Adriana? I, I, they say both on the show. I swear to you. Okay. They say both. Adriana, Adriana. The, the farter. The gassy, gassy, flatulent The gassy queen. and classy. The unclassy, gassy lady. Yep. Farty Friday. What a crazy fun episode of Miami. Oh, boy. I was giggling out loud. Giggling. Mm-hmm. I was in my bed watching it. My husband comes in. He's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, these crazy ass bitches on this printer van. That's what I am laughing at. So good. Miami always delivers. Always. Even when you think they're not gonna. They still do. Like, first of all, we have Julia and she's learning to sing opera. I can't. And she has a professional (laughs) opera singer, a tenor come in to to practice with her. And the dog is humping (laughs) his leg as they're fucking practicing. Crying. <laughs> he doesn't miss a beat. He's just like, ah. <laughs> Shaking his leg. He's like, the dog loves it. So do I. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then we have a, a, a sprinter van full of flatulence. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just farting away and everybody is yelling about it. Because she had too much corn. Corn. Uh, you, you cannot beat Miami for the camp, for the ridiculous chaos. It's These the best. women, the best, yeah. the best, the best. No, I'm obsessed. I am obsessed. Yeah. So I have some news, first of all, before we get oh, into okay. it. Have you heard anything about Lisa and Lenny and Jody and what's going on no. on the socials there? Okay. Recent? So, recent news? Yeah, it's pretty recent. Okay. First of all, I'll mention this. There have been some accusations of domestic violence from Lenny towards Lisa. Whoa. Lisa posted a picture in her uh, stories, her Instagram stories. There's a big bruise on her arm. Oh and apparently she said it might have been captured on film as oh. well during one of the episodes. Like the so, incident or the bruise captured? The bruise. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. No. Okay. I think people would have noticed if the incident. Well, well. Oh my God. That's Yeah. Really so bad. he is accusing her of bugging his car so there are like accusations being flung back and forth on both sides i'd bug that bastard's car too well yeah true but jody Mm -hmm. is being brought into the mix now he apparently called like apparently he was about to get married to somebody when he met lisa what he (laughs) yeah Yes, he called off his wedding sh- like very shortly before he hooked up with Lisa. So oh. I have the I have the article here from page six. Um, this is messy. This is messy. Lisa's boyfriend. I'm just gonna read read it to you. Mm-hmm. Lisa's boyfriend Jody called off his wedding just before his first sighting with the Real Housewives of Miami star. 
page six has exclusively learned. And now I have learned and I am sharing with you. Jody called off his wedding to a woman named Rabia shortly before his first sighting with Lisa. Their wedding was set to take place in the south of France on September 3rd, 2022. Multiple insiders tell Page Six that Jody called off the nuptials a few days before that, but that the wedding party and many guests still made the trip. There were pictures of Jody Rabia and Jody's daughter together in France on August 30th, 31st, and September 1st. Now, obviously, these dates are going to come into play. On September 3rd, what was going to be their wedding day, mm-hmm. Jody flew back to Miami alone. And then on September 4th, there is security camera footage of Jody and Lisa arriving back to Lisa's house after an apparent night out. So that's one day. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> okay. Apparently, Jody's story is that, like, that's the night they met. Bullshit. But <laughs> that's okay. All right. He flew back the day before. So he flew back from France where he was and left. The his... wedding The wedding had already been called off. Okay. There is some discrepancy okay. as to when he actually called off the wedding. Huh. Apparently it was such short notice that people still flew out to attend it because they couldn't get their money back or whatever but then his camp is saying he did it way earlier so everybody already knew i don't know there's discrepancy there for sure but there is no discrepancy on the fact that there are dated pictures of this man with Mm. his ex-fiance the day before he met okay lisa apparently yeah so just thought i'd let you know yeah that makes me sad and then just lastly so lenny is claiming that uh let me read this article for you he's expressing that she is using certain drugs at least namely is. yeah that lisa is oh. adderall and klonopin and that klonopin? she needs these it's like it's a let me look it up it's okay. a a heavy duty one. Oh, it's not one you'd mess around with it's like a panic disorder um I think it might be a benzo. Okay. Anyways, it's not something that you would mix around with like alcohol and Adderall and whatever. And according to Lenny, she's not using it for panic. She's using it recreationally. So he's Mm. basically saying that she's a drug addict and she's on drugs and he is probably trying to go after the children. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. Oh, I see here. So Adderall is normally used to treat ADHD while clonopin uh, benzo is used to treat seizure disorders and panic disorders. How would that get you? Um, I mean, benzos, you uh, those are if pretty you mix, if you mix easy to booze, abuse. Right? right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then the papers went on to <sighs> state that the plastic surgeon learned about Lisa's alleged recreational drug use through audio recordings that were recovered from a clandestine, clandestine? Clandestine listening device which lenny argued was illegally placed in his vehicle how did it record her saying Mm. that when it was in his car that's interesting something very sketchy okay yeah so there's um trouble in paradise so to speak because i know we're about to get into the episode but um leave them alone you know yeah just leave lisa alone leave each other alone yeah at this point move on 
let go. I know it's easy to say because there's so much money involved and right. Lenny owes her a lot of money, yeah. legitimately owes her a lot of money. So mm-hmm. it would be really hard to walk away from that, mm-hmm. but it might not be worth it for your kids anymore at this point. If he is such a pig, he won't take care of his kids, then <laughs> bye. Like, yeah. they're going to be okay. Anyway, I am sad about that. I'm sad for Lisa because she seems like a good mom, just very wrapped up in this, you know. All right. Well, do you want to start with Salt Lake or Miami, Narelle? Um, Let's maybe just get into Miami, seeing as we were just yeah. talking about it, and then end with Salt Lake. Perfect. All right. Let's head over. Welcome to Miami, Real Housewives of Miami, Season 6, Episode 4, Slam Dunks and Friendship Flunks. There was a missed opportunity with this name, okay? Wow, what was it? They, like, they could have said... Something about farting, Slam obviously. Dunks <laughs> and Friendship Funks, Funky, or something. Could have, yeah, farties, for sure. Farties. <laughs> funky. Okay. Something they just missed a funky. very they missed a very good opportunity. Yeah, they did. After that horrible um <laughs> previous, I have to change my notes because I'm like, Jody is an angel on earth. But that's the thing. <laughs> he was an angel. This was such a beautiful scene so with nice. them. Yeah. Which is what makes it so interesting to me about what's going on behind the scenes. But I loved seeing the way Jody and the children were interacting. It, he was so sweet, so yeah. thoughtful, and genuinely interested in them. Like, he bought them really thoughtful little gifts. He warmed up the pool for them. Yeah. He, and I mean, the dude listens to Lisa a nonstop. Mm-hmm. He's just a really nice guy. That's what it seems like. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. He really does. Like... I kept getting the impression every time we see them together, I'm like, she's going to break his heart. She's going to break his heart. Maybe it really was like love at first sight for him, you know? Could be. He's paying half of her rent. He's paying like $17,000 a month. Oh my gosh. He seems like a very generous kind of man. Very thoughtful. You know what I didn't love though was her presenting him to the kids as her gay bestie yep hated that i have lots of gay friends and no they're used to seeing like lots of gay guys around and your kids aren't dumb no they're gonna pick up on what's Uh going on between you and this man just be honest about it her son is old enough to know better like he really is so yeah uh you ain't feeling you ain't feeling that kid and that's if she thinks it's not gonna get back to lenny she is very mistaken. I'm sure Lenny already knows. And Lenny's probably already told the kids like, oh, that's your mom's boyfriend. For sure. All right. It's the day of the charity event and Alexia's birthday. And the ladies and Marcus jump into the sprinter van. I don't know what they pump into the vents <laughs> of these sprinter vans. Because every time you get housewives into a confined vehicle of any kind (laughs) shit goes down i love it so do i gertie arrives and the ladies that larsa told about gertie's cancer are feeling super conflicted and awkward because gertie didn't tell them so now they're basically lying to her face 
they want to be so able to awful. be there for Gertie and they can't. So you have to pretend as if you don't know that your friend has cancer. That's messed up. I can't imagine that. Honestly. No. Like Kiki summed it up perfectly when she said, I want to give Gertie sympathy, mm-hmm. but I can't. To me, that's that's lying. You are now lying to Gertie's face. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost as if, you know, maybe Gertie wanted to choose the time to tell people about this, Mm. to save this kind of exact scenario from happening. Wild, right? When she finds out, oh, that's going to be some real drama. So this bus ride is approximately four minutes in, and it's already a gas. Adriana's gas. (laughs) Adriana just bursts out and tells everyone I had corn earlier so I'm very gassy okay the group makes a quick bathroom break pit pit stop and I'm like guys get your shit together can't you hold it Marcus needed to go to Marcus I know I was like Marcus Alexia and Marisol are in the bathroom and they're talking about Adriana's flatulence issue that she brought up in front of everyone but Adriana overhears them in the bathroom Marisol tells Alexia she's flatulent and Alexia says oh god I don't want to smell her her and then Adriana goes I hear you you two-faced monsters how dare you go behind closed doors and spew your venom sorry But if you tell me that you have been farting up a storm when I'm stuck in a fucking van with you and then we make a pit stop and go to the bathroom, like, you can be damn sure I'm going to be running in and sharing a freaking stall with my bestie and being like, what the fuck is going on with this woman's corny butt? Like, why is she farting in a van with us? And telling everyone. And I loved how Lisa's like, I smell cheese. I smell cheese. Old cheese. (gasps) Yeah, no, I don't think it was two-faced for them to do that. Because I think anybody in their right mind would have done that exact same thing. Adriana is so dramatic. So dramatic. She really is. But the drama doesn't stop there because Kiki. Now, I don't know if you (laughs) have seen this episode from last season. No, I haven't. All right, so Kiki's bothered because she's way too classy to be, you know, stuck in a van with someone who's (laughs) gassy, someone who's farting. And yet it flashes back to a scene of Kiki on the beach where she's hiking her dress up and she's peeing. This was mid-dinner. She's peeing on the beach in front of everybody. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I kind of like it. would be, yeah. In front of everybody... Adriana accuses Alexia and Marisol of coming in with hate that day, despite the whole Nuevos Horizonte party that they had had. Marisol's like, well, don't announce your flatulence in front of the van to everybody on a crowded bus where we're stuck with you. Marisol was so serious about it. She's like, well, Adriana, stop. Just don't do that. And like, it is it's so funny. I feel that. I feel that in my soul. I would also be very serious. I do too, because I'd be I would be very grossed out. I would feel so nauseous. Would I. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, and I don't know why, but I think it had a lot to do with the corn part. Yes. 
I was just gonna I was just gonna say that. Corn gas. I didn't need to know that level of detail. That degree of detail. Cows eat corn and mm-hmm. emit gas, okay? <laughs> Methane gas. Methane gas, honey. Okay. Yeah, no. No. It's very Adriana. I don't it know is. if I've ever announced to anybody. <laughs> but not in a vehicle where they're stuck. That is just keep it in. Both sides. Both, both, keep it both closed ends. and keep it closed. Yeah. Keep both of them. So Larsa obviously trying to distract everybody in this moment because she sees a, a shitstorm a brewing. She brings up that Alexia sent her a picture of like a a dual toilet, Mm -hmm. a shared toilet, because you guys have so much separation anxiety. I thought this toilet would be perfect for you. Mm -hmm. And then Alexia announces that she would love the toilet. Uh, 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 Because she loves going to the bathroom in front of Todd. Not just number ones, number twos. Mm. And she says, some people find it like really weird, but I think like a lot of people want to pee and shit together. No one does. No, that's not true. (laughs) It's the most not true thing I've ever. Have you ever in front of Troy? Never. That's not true. Never. No. I pee. The first trip you guys went on down to Mexico when you guys were both freshly into a relationship. There was a situation (laughs) that happened called norovirus, and it overtook my body. And it did bond you guys, did it not? It it was an incredibly bonding moment, not by choice, but we went to Mexico in a beautiful resort. We got norovirus, like half the resort was down. I got hit first, of course, and this was our first real big trip together. Beautiful. Well, we had a glass bathroom door with giant gaps on the bottom and top. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. So yes, very bonding, very bonding. So maybe Alexia's on to something. Maybe this is what is missing from most people's <laughs> marriages. Well, Troy doesn't want me to pee on him on the regular either, so... Oh, have you checked? I well, last time I ch- no, I haven't checked. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Then I think you and Larsa might be onto something because she was wondering if Todd might also have some kind of fetish, dude. And then we flash back to Todd telling Alexia that he would prefer if she just peed on him. Uh huh. So there, there does seem to be some level of bodily fluid attraction going on between <laughs> Alexia and Todd that uh, I was not prepared for. This is when the birthday girl, Alexia, feels that this is a good time to bring up all of the conversations that are going on in the group about Todd not being present at the New Horizons party. This dude, he never stops. He's always there. He's always in it. She said, you know, people are making assumptions about the relationship. Alexia says, somebody specific said a lot of shit about my family and bashed our family then Adriana's like, who, 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 who Alexia? Yeah. She's like, you actually, Adriana, you. And she's like, me? Explodes, literally, almost. And tells Alexia that Todd said he needs to work on his marriage. And I said, well, that's a good idea. And he said, you hit, you hit it on the nose. She's like, that's an expression Todd would say. 
That is an expression. That is one of Todd's expressions. You don't know Todd's expressions, Adriana. And then Lisa quietly, like, confirms. Yeah, like, Todd did kind of say that to Adriana. <laughs> I didn't know that Adriana and Lisa were together when Todd talked to them. That's very interesting. She didn't confirm that he said the marriage thing, though. She confirmed that he said, I don't have a problem with you, Adriana. Right. But I did see her nodding when Adriana's like, Lisa, Lisa. True. He said that, right? And she was just like quietly. Mm-hmm. She probably didn't want to p- implicate herself no, in I any way. I against Alexia. <laughs> no. Hot damn. No. I find that annoying, though, that Todd wouldn't just tell Adriana to her face. He wants mm-hmm. to make a big scene about not coming to the party. Makes it very obvious who it's about. And then that person comes up and says an apology to him. And he's like, oh, I don't have a problem with you. No, it's great. I love you. Mm. That's You're a bit of a pussy. That is two-faced. That is. Incredibly duplicitous. He creeps me out. He does. Marisol made a tiny comment to Adriana. I don't even know what it was, but it seemed really insignificant. Not really offensive at all. And Adriana tells her she's a hateful person. A fucking motherfucker. A bleeping, 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 whatever. But Marisol has a get out of jail free card that she can rely on for probably the rest of their lives. She yells back at Adriana and says, yeah, well, you tried to fuck my ex and then threw it in my face. I don't honestly think they'll ever be able to move away or like move past this. That's too big of an issue Right. They're they're always going to have these little forgiveness uh, moments, and then it's just going to rear its ugly head over and over and over. Okay, so since I don't know the history here, are you Team Adriana or Team Marisol in this one? I don't even want to say this, but I'm probably Team Marisol. Yeah. The way that Adriana said it in the moment was incredibly fucked up. Okay. I don't really love... Marisol as a house not that she's a housewife she's a friend of I don't really love Marisol as a person she's not somebody that I would align with in my life Mm -hmm. regularly I don't think I find Adriana irritating and I don't think I would align with her in my real life either but I do think she's a kinder person okay interesting instinctively but yeah no the way that she told Marisol the whole, the whole last season, Adriana, I don't think she should be on her hands and knees apologizing, in my opinion. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, so this is kind of when shit gets really wild at this point. The women are, they're slinging it all over the place. There's shit flying everywhere. It probably smells like crap in there. I could <laughs> feel the hatred, like the actual hatred. We could feel it all the way up here in Canada. Indeed. These women do not like each other. I just don't see how they're ever going to be friends again. There's no way. I am getting the vibes that will never happen. Like, those two make it a mission, Alexia and Marisol, to go directly against Adriana. They don't want to forgive her. They want to hate her. That's the impression I get. I mean, she is annoying. I definitely do think that Alexia and Marisol have a bit of a mean girl queen top of the thing kind of dynamic i don't love that when it comes to housewives however they're never going to be able to forgive adriana for what she did to both of them so i absolutely am not surprised when i see them behaving this way Mm -hmm. i'm not surprised 
but I don't love. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. It's very real, though. It's it is very yeah. real. And all I can say at this point is, poor Marcus. He looked stunned. He couldn't like. This is something he has never seen before. You know. I I got more the vibe that he was disassociating. There was a few scenes of him be- behind where his eyes are just like glassed over. <laughs> He's like, it was barely paying attention almost. So was Larsa, wasn't she? Yeah. They're both very like blank, yeah. blank faces. Not much going on in those eyes there. Yeah. No. Alexia then confronts Adriana about something she heard that Adriana said, and Kiki is the one who told her. Adriana apparently said, you know, Todd's money, it enables Alexia to feel like she's better than some of us. Mm. And it's true. She did say that. Adriana says that she thinks Alexia has changed since marrying Todd. Is that, do you find that? I don't know Alexia well enough to know what she was like before Todd. I do think that Adriana nailed it on the head, though. I think Alexia very obviously does use Todd's wealth to elevate herself. Okay. Even later on, we're going to talk about this later on, the gift giving thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Like she literally says, did I know he was going to get me a good gift? Yes, I did. Did I want to throw it in her face? Yes, I did. hate that. She is throwing his wealth around as a weapon almost. So Mm. it's kind of spot on. Okay. Well, the ladies finally arrive at the stadium. Thank God. Get some fresh air up in here. And right away, to me, it was so apparent. Adriana does not have a real friend in this group at all. Mm. Julia arrives. And I'm like, there we go. Finally, somebody. Unfortunately, Adriana is so upset. She uses this whole experience as a way to exclude Alexia and Marisol and tells Julia she does not want them at the fuck cancer party that Julia and Adriana are going to host for... Martina. So Mm. she's like, I don't want two people there that hate my guts. And as much as Adriana annoys the crap out of me, I love Julia and Adriana's friendship. I love it. I think it's so genuine, so real. The most real friendship, I think, in the group, the, the nicest one. I mean, I think Alexia and Marisol are very, very close. But I like, I like this. I didn't love that Adriana is kind of trying to forbid her from having two people to a party for Martina. Like she's forbidding Julia from inviting Marisol and Alexia to a celebration for Martina beating cancer. Adriana says that she's upset that her friend Julia can't see a little bit more from her side. But I'm left wondering, why can't Adriana see it a little bit more from Julia's side. Like this is a celebration for her wife beating cancer. Do you think Adriana's justified in preventing Marisol and Alexia from coming? Mm, no. Especially because they've had this conversation. They had it earlier in the episode. And yeah. she even said, It's okay. I'll get over it. It's not about her. It's about Martina. Yeah. I even understand Marisol. If she said, Look, I don't think Marisol should come. Alexia's less, you know, feisty towards yeah. me. Whatever. Like, I, I get that the beef between Marisol and Adriana is obviously very deep-rooted. But no, I don't think she's justified, especially saying it. Hi, you're here. I'm such a victim. This is what's happened. No. What do you think? The part that's really annoying me is, okay, 
Maybe she is justified saying, I'm not comfortable having these two people in my house because they hate my guts. Mm. Have the party somewhere else. You don't have to have the party at Adriana's house, Julia. There are a hundred places you could host it in Miami and avoid this drama. Adriana's within her right to say, I don't want to have these people in my home. Adriana Mm -hmm. shouldn't then have offered because that's not fair to do either. No tixie backsies, Adriana. But yeah. (laughs) yeah. So (laughs) I think she is justified, but I think Julia should have the party somewhere else and invite everybody. Yeah, I like that. It, it just, Julia strikes me as the type who doesn't want to work that much. She's busy singing. Singing and not paying much attention to Martina. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the gift, Norel, that was, that was really something, wasn't mm. it? What did you think about that big old watch and how that all went down? <laughs> I was not. Uh, I mean, I don't wear watches, so I'm not really a big fan of a big old watch for a gift. I did really enjoy that Larsa, the organizer of the Make-A-Wish fundraiser event with Marcus, um, who apparently is involved with Make-A-Wish every year and has been all her life or whatever she said, didn't even know how much money that they raised that night. She was like, I don't know, $40,000 or something. And then we flash over to Alexia getting a watch for, that was worth almost twice what they raised at the event in the locker room. It was all very just a little, yeah, right? Like maybe donate your watch then. I don't know. That would have made a bigger impression if she had donated her watch to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah, seriously. This was a display of wealth. Why do you have to give the gift in the locker room? Like stuff it into a locker and make her reach up there in front of everybody. It was it was a little uh, in your face for no reason. And yeah, I didn't think the watch was pretty. I, I, I just don't like Todd at all. And mm. that made me dislike him even more. So there we go. There we go. That is the end of Miami for this week. Love it. Yeah, I think next week we're going to finally see Gertie. Come to the realization that Larsa has told everybody. Fucking Larsa. And I, for one, cannot fucking wait. Me too. Me too, girl. Right? Okay. Let's go to Salt Lake City, Nar. Woo. Woo. Let's go. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Season 4, Episode 11, If I Could Churn Back Time. Okay, that is a good episode name. That is a good episode name. So perfect. Right off the bat, were you also surprised to find out that Lisa wrote that rap yes. last week? Yes, I She did not what? write that. Come on. Heather said she did. I was surprised as well. I just don't I know. for sh- it never even occurred to me that she would have written it herself. Not that I thought it was amazing or anything no. like that, but for Lisa, it to was. To take the time, but it is for herself, making herself look good, you know. True, true. So like, maybe a little more realistic. That's true. So Heather's talking to her daughter and she says she wants to throw a party to thank the girls for coming to her book party. Okay, we're over the book, Heather. Okay, carry on. 
you know, she wants to throw it in April because April 6th, 1830 was the founding of the Mormon church. And she wants to make it like homemaking theme, but not. And she, but she wants to do like pioneer crafts and have pioneer comfort foods and basically just wants to celebrate like the kitschy fun aspects of their culture. Cause that cultural appropriation. <laughs> kind of weird <laughs> it might be i don't know especially considering the fact that she doesn't want to be part of that culture anymore well no shit and i just keep going back to southern charm when the the ladies put the things over their head at some sort of party and craig's like oh my god having a shit fit it's like cultural appropriation stop it what How party Okay, it was, I swear it was last season. Okay. It was remember. outside. Yeah. I think it was Austin's Thanksgiving. Is it cultural appropriation if it's your own culture, though? Right. I don't think it so. It can't. No. That's it's, probably, that's literally funny. in the definition. They're not appropriating it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was very odd that she wanted to have a party celebrating parts of the culture that she's trying to turn her back on. Um, I mean, I love it for us. I loved what we got out of it. The best. All right. We got to talk about Monica. So she's showing some family photos to her daughter. We find out that Monica's dad left when Monica was only four years old and her mom destroyed, I guess, every single picture, everything that had to do with Monica's dad. And she doesn't even know what her dad looked like. Such a Linda thing to do. Seriously. Growing up like that would be quite painful. So she obviously does not want her daughter to go through that or experience that. She goes on to present a photo album to her daughter that included pictures of the biological father. um, And like when she was pregnant and after having the daughter, she tells us that she got pregnant very young. She married this man. And then one day he left for work and she found her daughter playing with a bag of oxycontin monica left at that point never looked back she went on to marry somebody named mike who's her ex now but he adopted her kids and was i think a good father to the kids they've always looked at him as their dad yeah that that's yikes for monica i i can't even imagine I just admire her, honestly, not only for leaving that situation, protecting her child, putting her child first, but also just for laying it all out there. I don't care what anyone says. I know Monica's problematic. I know she has her issues. I know she's probably going to be the greatest villain of all time. I don't care. I still find it very, very endearing the way she is so honest. It's so refreshing it's very compelling to watch yeah yeah it is nar we gotta talk about angie and sean and this date night that they're having or date day like it's another weird salt lake city restaurant (laughs) yes it is looks like ikea kind of you know yeah it does what's with all the ikea restaurants i don't get it It, they just look like a cafeteria romantic yeah the vibes are off but it's Awkward as this whole scene was, it also, like, it was a bit relatable. You know, and I know Electra's 11, but this child is their world. And then they kind of, I think, hinted, like, 
COVID changed our relationship. I get that too. Like, I really do feel the love between them in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's in love or friendship love or just love. Like, I'm just not sure. But Sean said, you know, it's been two years since we've been alone, Angie. I get that. Not personally, obviously, because I'm not married, but I have been in relationships where it kind of fades away and you don't really know that person anymore. But I think Angie's got some Angie colored glasses on here. She's got an Angie visor covering her her face a little bit because on the one hand, she's telling us that or she's telling Sean that he has changed so much. She doesn't even know who he is anymore. He's listening to country music, which she finds very annoying because she thinks it sucks. Yeah. That and then when funny. he points out, like, okay, but you listen to the Humpty Dance, <laughs> and I don't like that song, and I think it's annoying, but I don't say anything. She's indignant. She's like, yeah, but it makes me happy. What if it makes me happy? And I'm like, what if country music makes him happy? It's like they both want the same thing from each other, but she's unable to see that she is also doing the same thing that he's doing, which is they are evolving. They've evolved into different people, Mm -hmm. but you have to learn how to like evolve simultaneously and continue accepting each other. And she expects that from him, but then gets mad when he expects it back. Very Ange. Very, very Ange. Yeah, it is. A little bit stunted, it feels. Yeah. And I do think that there is a lot not being said still she doesn't want to feel like she's annoying him I think that is a dynamic that that has probably played out a lot she's picking up on the fact that he is annoyed by her Mm -hmm. and I think that that happens in a lot of relationships as well long term you start to annoy each other so you go through phases too like yeah so annoyed with you right now yeah so, yeah, hopefully they can change course now. I hope that so. they've, like, put it out in the open. Yeah. Whitney kind of shocked me a little bit. Like, a little later on in the episode, she's like, I can totally relate to you, Angie. And, you know, but Whitney says she doesn't, she doesn't think monogamy is natural. And Angie validates her. And I thought, okay, okay, maybe this is part of where Whitney and Justin are having a little bit of discourse. Maybe we'll see more about this. Maybe they'll Mm -hmm. have an open relationship. But that is interesting. That is an interesting little tidbit coming from Whitney because I feel like she was all Justin, Justin, Justin for the first few seasons, you know? Yeah, she was. She references it a little bit with like, you know, he used to come home and I would have the lingerie on under the shirt. I think... I could see being very absorbed by that in the beginning, and then it just doesn't fulfill you the way that you think it is going to for the rest of your life. So that's the way that she's evolved. She needs more, mm-hmm. and Justin probably maybe doesn't want more out of his wife. Or can't give that her I'm getting. more. Yeah, give her more, yeah. Yeah. So moving on from that, Lisa shows up to Heather's and <laughs> hits a giant boulder with her car <laughs> on the way in there. <laughs> It was bad too. It like shredded it her was car. So bad. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, did it do any damage? I have to, oh no, I have to tell. <laughs> I have to tell John. I have, to tell, I have John. to tell John. Oh no, I wanted to hide it from him, but now I have to tell him. So it was a good thing that Heather was serving up Wendy's 
and had all of Lisa's favorite treats because that was a really bad way to start things <laughs> off. But the burgers and the nuggets, they seem to make the memories of the driveway boulder uh, <laughs> incident fade away. So interestingly, Lisa admitted that Jack wants to go on this mission call just to get away from her. This is what she is finally figuring out. Her son's trying <laughs> to get away from them. Probably mostly her. And she obviously still doesn't quite grasp what a mission really is because she's referring to it as bougie and like he's just going to be shopping and apparently Jack is horrified every time she says this and Heather is too. She's like, why are you saying that? (laughs) And then Heather tells Lisa that her and Monica went out for drinks the night before and Monica was telling her about Bermuda and her childhood and all the trips and she loves Bermuda and I guess they decided to plan a girl's trip to Bermuda, but Monica has to apologize to Lisa first. Well, we have more Whitney and Justin, and they decide they're going to participate in Meredith and Seth's podcast. Right out of the gates, Seth asks if they want to have a bath with them. (laughs) I loved it. It was shady, but it was also a touch perverse. So it's a very (laughs) Seth. And then he also asked them, like, okay, guys, where's the craziest place you've had whoopee? Oh, my God. And then Whitney goes into a little bit of a detailed story about the time she had to hide under Justin's desk when the head of HR was in the office. Yeah, you could tell that he probably didn't want her to be Uh -uh. telling that story. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That bridge (laughs) is officially burned to the ground. Whitney says the hardest time that they have been through in their relationship is when Justin's dad died and she was there physically, but she also kind of gave Justin accolades for supporting her so deeply Mm. through all of her stuff that she's been through. So I do, I do like them together. I just, they need more of this. Maybe this is therapy. Maybe they need a new name for their podcast. I mean, I like them together as well, but... Did you notice that Justin didn't say a friggin' word? It was all Whitney talking about their marriage and talking about their issues and talking Mm. about the sex and then talking about how good she is to him and how good he is to her. And he never said a word. Maybe he did on the rest of the podcast, but... I'm assuming. But that's a good point. I want to listen now just to hear if he did. Okay, well, you report back I shall. I shall. All right. And now we're going to get to the part we're all waiting for, which is the Pioneer Lunch, baby. So Lisa arrives and automatically, (laughs) she's got like costume radar. She sees the bonnet. She sees the aprons. Meredith gets there and they're both just like, no, it's not happening. But then they put the bonnets on. They're like, actually, you look pretty cute. No, you look cute. (laughs) And then it's on. Lisa ignored Monica when Monica got there, even though Monica made a point of going out like going above and beyond she's like hi lisa (laughs) not gonna lie though i probably would have ignored her as well if she said hi to me that way (laughs) for sure and then angie shows up with those giant hot pink aviators and she's got like a big bun on her head and (laughs) she very appropriately scored the pink bonnet i loved that for her it was perfect very Ange. yeah very Ange. they all start making the butter The butter that never actually became butter. These women were taking it very seriously, too. We see them. They're shaking those jars of cream continuously throughout the scene. There would be moments of silence when you just hear it like cream sloshing around because they're all (laughs) 
Meredith especially. She's just like relentlessly shaking. It was the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. Really (laughs) serious butter business going on. (laughs) So the ladies sit down for lunch and Heather decides to play a little fun game called Who's on Your Wagon? You literally evict one person from the table off your wagon because they're they're too heavy. (laughs) Jesus, Heather. Like, what a game. What a good bonding game. Of course, Lisa says right away, like, I'm a big supporter of women and Monica isn't. She's nasty and mean to women. So I need to boot Monica just for the way she treats women. And of course, they get into it and it all starts to explode. This is the scene. So Heather's like, you know, this brunch was just a way to reconcile their differences before the Bermuda trip. Whoops. Then maybe you shouldn't have brought this game up, Heather. Heather, (laughs) the worst game possible. They did all really seem to try to get Monica to be quiet a lot of the time. And Angie finally gets so annoyed, she throws a glass onto the ground and it shatters everywhere. Interesting move. Seems a little unwarranted, Ange. Opa! I cannot help but wonder, like, do you think she was waiting for this opportunity? Uh, (laughs) However many seasons she's been in to throw a glass and say Opa to break up a fight? Like, I would not be surprised. So Angie. All right. So Heather pulls Monica to the side at this point and Monica starts crying. Heather says, Monica, what's going on? Like, we were supposed to announce our trip together. Why are you so upset? And Monica's like, I'm not going anymore. So Heather asks her, what did Lisa say that has hurt you so much? Like to this point that now you're not going to go on the trip. And she's like, Lisa said some really cruel things. And as Heather pointed out, though, so did Monica. It was kind of tit for tat. I, in my memory anyways, Monica definitely seemed to feel that the group turned against her. And I do think they did. It did seem like they were a little bit more Team Lisa on the side of like, Monica, be quiet. Shut up, Monica. And I think that's probably where her tears were coming from. It was less of what Lisa was saying, more of what feeling alone, I guess, in that moment. We've all been there. For sure. Do you think Lisa was cruel in that moment? Or is Monica overreacting? I think Monica is definitely overreacting. But like you said, I think it was more a feeling alone. Like there's no one at this table who has my back, especially because Heather was the only one I think she felt was on not her side, but her friend in the group. And she, she, Heather got quite heated. She's like, Monica, stop it. Like, yeah, she was one of the loudest, I think. She was. And I think that threw Monica off big time. I do think Lisa was, I think Lisa was pretty nasty, but not cancel, cancel the trip nasty. Do you know what I mean? No. I also think Heather was nasty for bringing up this game in the first that place. Stupid game. Mm-hmm. It would not have led to this, I think. So Heather is stirring the butter. She's churning the butter pot. She you know, is. she should have maybe just let that. Like Lisa and Monica could have gone off to the side and had a conversation. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then Lisa does come over and actually apologizes to Monica when she sees her crying. Yeah. You know, it seemed to be quite genuine for Lisa, for Lisa's standards. For Lisa, yeah. 
But Monica did not seem to be overly thrilled whatsoever. She's like just staring at her like. I feel like she might have been at that point of being over emotional. Like you've overreacted. You're over emotional. You're just like trying to keep it together in a social situation. But you want to get out of there. Yeah. So she just shut down emotionally. She's done. That's what it felt like. Because then she's like, um, you know, I, I'm sorry for calling you ugly, Lisa. I didn't mean it. And Heather's just standing back there. Shaking her butter going, it was <laughs> the best thing I've seen. So it's so good. So good. Lisa tells Monica, you know, Monica, let's just take a deep breath and move forward. Not so convinced that's going to happen for dear old Monica there in Norrell, but um, we shall see. And Monica and Lisa, they return to the table. All is silent. And all you hear is the cream sloshing from all directions. Meredith's just like she hasn't stopped. This is she, she's going. We never got to see. We never got to see the butter either. <laughs> I just see the finished product, <laughs> right? So yeah. was Lisa's apology genuine? Hmm. hmm. Yes and no. I do think it was genuine, but I don't think it would have genuinely occurred had it not been for this trip coming up. Like I right. think Lisa knew she. She knew it had to happen. She knew that she had to be the one to put it into motion. I believe Lisa probably genuinely meant the words that she said, and she's willing to kind of let bygones be bygones. But I guess I don't think it was genuine the way that it took place. Like Lisa wants the pink sand and the beach yeah. and the drinks. Yeah. She's like, in order to get there, since this is this half is the Monica's hoop I have to trip. jump through. Right. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's exactly how I felt. It's not going to end between these no. two. Ever. <laughs> and we know that when they get to Bermuda, this is when things like take Ooh, off. Yeah. So I, I'm interested because of the way that Heather is kind of not aligning herself with Monica, but she's pairing up with Monica mm-hmm. to do this trip and stuff. So I think we are seeing the setup for... When she finds out whatever it is that happened with Monica, Mm. there's going to be a big fall down now because she is aligning herself with Monica a little bit. Yeah. So Heather announces the Bermuda trip at this point to the rest of the women, and she's trying to get Monica to be excited about it, you know, because they're hosting it together. It's her trip as well. Monica is not feeling it whatsoever, though. She's at the point where Heather asks her, okay, so we're not going on this trip or what is happening? Cause you're being fucking weird. Monica, <laughs> Monica says, I don't think it's a good idea at this point. And then she just starts crying and she's like, I'm done. And I, I do think she was just emotionally, she had to get out of there. I've been like that in social situations before yeah. where I feel depleted and I'm like, I can't even pretend to be okay right now. I have to leave. Yeah. So Heather's like, well, okay, but we planned this whole thing around you because of your ties to Bermuda. Like, come on, girl, suck it up. Totally different energy. You were attacking Lisa full force, and now you're crying and acting like we all came for you. Monica in her confessional says, I always wondered why Jen had nothing good to say about Lisa or Heather, and now I know why. Ooh, the shade. Damn. I don't know if you really want to be agreeing with Jen Shaw on anything. I know. This is where I think Monica will be the villain. Yeah. But we got to get there first because Monica has been doing a lot of things right for me, 
even if she is a villain. I, 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 maybe a good villain. Maybe a good, maybe a great villain. I don't know. At the very least, she's a villain that I love to watch. So totally. It's not a villain that I hate so far. Breakout star. Yeah. But if they all hate her, I'm just worried she won't be able to come back. Maybe that's where Ange will be the one yeah. kind of link. You never know. This might be famous last words, but because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to break out in Bermuda. But Bravo would be so stupid to not bring Monica back. So, so stupid. Monica has turned this season <laughs> around, you know, like single-handedly. I didn't know what it was going to be like without Jen Shaw. So fucking happy she's gone. But I didn't know how it was going to be a cohesive group and how they were going to move on from it. Never even occurred to me to look back at Jen Shaw since Monica has been here. So it was the best idea to have Monica be on. I think they would be so. But having said that, who knows what's about to happen in Bermuda? Right. I mean, Monica to me is the Jen Shaw Jen Shaw wanted to Mm. be. Mm -hmm. Like she tried so hard to be a Monica and it was so over the top all the time. Monica has the balance of this like good and evil and it's so entertaining to watch man it really is she plays <sighs> she like walks that love it rides that fence as karen would say she humps that yes. fence like a pro <laughs> <She does. sighs> well that was salt lake city guys thank yes. you so much for listening happy thanksgiving if you're in the u.s Yeah, hope you guys are having some yummy food and visiting with your family and having the best week. Everybody else, hope you're having a great week too. Sarah, I hope you have a good week. You too, girl. Any plans for the weekend? Um, I think we're going to have a date day, which is awesome. Oh, where are you going? What are you doing? Cody's going to a birthday party. Nice. So we have, you know what? couple of three hours to ourselves Mm. so i'm very excited for that oh that'll be good yeah and i think we're gonna set up the tree this weekend perfect weekend for it i I might i might slowly start doing that maybe should i okay do it it? do it with me okay (laughs) (laughs) so enthusiastic it's just it's so much work i know because it's the prep you have to like do the floors you have to dust you have to get everything you know cleaned we have to put our lights up our christmas lights and then i have two trees to put up it's just it's a lot and it's all in my storage spot and then i have to like dig everything out of storage to get all the christmas stuff i'm tired already i'm not i'm too tired yeah maybe i'll cancel christmas do it slowly yeah no don't cancel christmas you need you need your perfume that's right I need my perfume. Okay. All right. You've inspired me <laughs> just for the perfume. That's right. All right, guys. Everybody have a good weekend. We love you. And until next time, stay truthful. And not hopeless. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 As Julia would say. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I was really trying to project my operatic tenor voice there, but uh, I broke some eardrums. The poor people. Okay. Bye.